Hello, everyone, and welcome to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host, Nick Coons. So, today's episode is I actually had time to think about it, and it's premised off of Texas, Ted Cruz, Cancun, and about this entire generation that thinks that we need to be more reactionary, especially since our society tells us more. So, to dive into the story, um, I'm over at work doing maintenance, and I hear about how Texas is basically freezing over, that hell has frozen over, right? I think we've all heard of it by this point, that, you know, Texas received a massive freezing storm, there was, um, it was below, well below freezing into the negative digits, and water lines broke, there was a boil order effect, and, you know, heaven forbid, Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, went on a flight with his family, taking their daughters to Cancun, to meet up with some friends because school had been canceled. And there was a huge backlash over this. I remember I made a con- I saw a name saw somebody named Sean King on Facebook who was saying in the middle of a pan well, not pandemic, in the middle of the crisis situation, Ted Cruz abandoned ship and heads for uh, Cancun to escape Texas. And and one of the guys I talked to on Facebook who was one of my old friends from Anaheim said made the equivalence of saying that abandoning Texas was no different than abandoning the Titanic that's the rich that uses uh, wealth and power to jump onto this plane to get them off and it's no different than how the rich elitists on the Titanic took all the lifeboats and left the rest of the people to die in the ocean freeze to death though I think that's an overdramatization of it I'm not going to focus so much on the political side of this I'm not really going to focus at all on did he fly to Cancun? Was this a good idea? Was it not a good idea? What I want to focus on primarily is the reactionary movement. When Ted Cruz decided to go take the flight from Can- from Texas to Cancun in Mexico, nobody online was asking the question, why was he doing it? In fact, no, Ted Cruz had not come out and said what was taking place on Hinset. You'd simply have people going, my God, he's an evil man. These politicians don't care. He should be impeached. He should be stopped. He should be all these things. Just reactionary, reactionary, reactionary. I was finally told, can't you condemn Ted Cruz's actions, Nick? Can't you just condemn it? And I go, well, like what happened on, Jan- um, I think, January 6th with the um, incarcerated, with the, um, Attack on the Capitol. I cannot come out and say I condone nor condemn the actions of this person. The reason being is when I read the book of Psalms and Proverbs, uh, King Solomon and David, um, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to us and says that you need to be able to listen to both sides of the story. The prosecutor will come forward and say, this person is guilty of this thing, and they make a big scene of it or say something, and it sounds really hardcore. Like, my God, if this is so true, this is atrocious. It isn't until the defendant comes in and says, actually, this is what took place. So you finally go, wait, huh? You actually didn't do all the stuff you're being charged of. No. Or the story is different than it. We as a society keep on reacting. Like you go on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and someone will say something and it's supposed to be, like you turn on the news, it's a reaction, right? MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, 
NBC, they'll go, you know, they'll have a guest speaker on, right? A guest somebody who's going to be in there for a few minutes or how long it's going to be. And they show them a clip of some politician or someone saying something, go, your reaction, they go, and they immediately go, my reaction is he's so bold or giving them either they're condemning the action or they're praising the action. There's not really a middle. I like what Matthew McConaughey did. One time when he was asked to do this, and it was on PragerU, he said, give this, oh, we want a reaction. And he goes, I can't tell you my reaction to this because I don't know the context or have heard the other side of the argument that could determine whether I agree or disagree with the notion being put at hand. And I thought that was a very wise move. And that's also what the book of uh, Psalms teaches, what the Bible teaches us, God teaches us to do, is... Don't be reactionary when it comes down to things like this. We need to be more disciplined than that. So when the devil comes in and says, because the devil's going to come in and say, react, 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 react. But ever notice whenever you do something like that, where you just react, you basically can go, can kick yourself in the butt later on and go, I really shouldn't have said that. It happens in politics and business and our personal lives and our whatnot. And we all go, dang it, I should not have said that. I should not have acted that way. Well, that's because God teaches us not to be reactionary. He teaches us to be wise, to listen to both sides. My mother actually taught me this growing up. I was surprised by it. She would always tell me, Nick, she said, there's always the other two sides of the story, Right? You have one side telling you one thing, you have the other side telling the other, and both are going to tell you something, You ha- and then you have to look for the evidence in between. So when Ted Cruz heads off, the first thing I do is I tell these liberal people who are now attacking me, and one of the friends I have from Manhattan, who's like, how could you not condemn it? Because I go, well, do we ever listen to the other side, to Ted Cruz? And the first reaction is, would you even believe anything he has to say? Well, that's automatically a presupposition. You already shut the door. You're already ready to draw blood to lynch this man for doing something that you're not even fully aware why he's doing what he's doing. All you know is he's done something and apparently you're supposed to react bad or angrily at this. I was the one saying, let's take a look at the situation. It's surprising how much they want to lynch the person who is doing action just as much as the person who wants to find out both sides of the story. Because apparently both sides of the story are not equal and you have to just listen to one. And why aren't you reacting? You're supposed to be reacting. How come you're not reacting? Emotion, emotion, scream, scream. It's so much of our society nowadays that it just, it flabbergasts me and it frustrates me. Because then people like me and other people that I know who act this, who act with unreactionary reactions because we and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not saying I'm the perfect person. I still have those, I still have times where I react, I'd say, or do something really stupid that I regret. You know, we're all human here. I'm not going to lynch you for doing it. But I will say that in our society, we need to take a step back away from this stupidness of just reactionary attacks. And we need to listen to both sides of the story. What is going on here? I even went as far as to say when Ted Cruz, when, when he left, I asked the question, okay, what, what, what do you expect? What are you guys expecting from Ted, from Senator Cruz? What is it? I mean, let's say, let's say he didn't fly the Cancun. Let's say he stayed there. What do you expect? Well, Beto O'Rourke is handing out uh, the blankets and water and food. Cool. 
but that's also in a very accessible part of where the storm didn't really damage too much versus the other places that were hit even worse in the storm the people can't get out quite yet their doors are frozen solid or it's not safe for them to walk or their vehicles are not safe to be in at this point you know what but ultimately i was like what do you expect ted cruz to climb uh, be a lineman climb up the pole and turn the power back on like what is it apart from handing out blankets and food and water which is our limited supply do you expect this to ha- do you expect them to do and i'm going both sides of the aisle democrat and republican i look at them and go okay this situation as bad as it is it's not going to be solved by a politician it's solved by the utility workers the linemen the the frontline workers those are the people who are out there trying to solve the problem when you're screaming that they are abandoning ship and that they're not there i also look and go their job is to fix policy not to turn the lights on and i even went as further to ask my friend from anaheim i asked him so why do you trust the government so much like because i noticed that a lot with these people i put my faith and trust mostly in jesus christ now i do get involved in politics i do talk about politics i do have there i believe there's a stance for politics that we need to have but i said why do you guys always in the time of crisis which i believe is god's way of testing us do you say where's the government we need the government to come in why is the government doing enough i go why do you trust the government so much to come in to save the day why is your faith and trust so dependent on the United States government. It could be any kind of government. But why is it, uh, for the lack of the, for this conversation, it's why are you trusting the United States government so much to solve your so many problems? I found out my friend from Anaheim just goes, he says, well, we pay them taxes and they're supposed to help people out with those taxes. I said, that's not really an answer. And if you hear this, I hope you understand that you hear that too. Why do you trust them? Well, you give them money and they should be doing the right thing. That's not an area of trust. That's a saying what a model is supposed to be doing versus what it's actually doing. You know, there's an old Switchfoot song, I remember back from high school, that said, uh, the way it is versus the way it should be. And it holds true to this day. Probably Switchfoot's going to write to me or something and say, hey, you just don't want place of our lyrics and we weren't trying to communicate that. I, whatever. The, the main point being driven is, when we put our faith and trust into something via the United States government or a senator, and we don't put into Jesus Christ, something else appears. The reason why we put our faith and trust into the United States government, for those people who do, I should say, it's terrifying. Well, they're supposed to give our rights. They're supposed to protect us. We're supposed to take the money and, and distribute it and help people out. Yeah, okay. It's a nice notion. It's a nice idea. It's great on paper, but they don't really do too much with it. And in a crisis situation, it's not going to be government that leaps in to save the day. It's going to be your brothers and sisters next to you, your fellow countrymen, your brothers and sisters in Christ, who are going to leap in to help save the day. It's going to be that lineman, that that utility work, the blue collars who go in and in the middle of a the blizzard, who are facing gale force winds, perhaps, who are facing sub-freezing temperatures, who are geared up trying to get the power on so the, the grandma in her house has heat and not going to die from um, hypothermia. You know, it's going to be the ones, uh, the frontline workers who are the first responders who are going to be driving down um, to get to people's houses who really need it, who have gone a bad situation due to that. 
those are the ones i i i vested just saying up to this guy what you need to be doing is if you are in texas if you're in a position that you can help help where you can do what you can if you have excess money and you can help and you don't mind spending it and helping out deliver food to the hungry and water to people who need it deliver um blankets help um look after the elderly look for the look after those who who need the help and who are vulnerable to this to this uh weather phenomenon you know go and help them out and then you know and, and be those people who do that if you can help out do that if you can't be there in person maybe you can send financial donations to the charity groups that are out there actually on the front lines trying to do it and probably need some extra help and you can only do it financially because let's say you're like me you're in Arizona or you're in Wyoming or you're in Utah or wherever the heck you may be that's out in Texas right where it's at you can't get there you can't just get there sending financial means of uh, money to these organizations these charities could help out but that's what I found just like absolutely shocking I guess what I really want to talk about in this episode is those two main parts, the trust in government and anger and trust in government by so many people in America and the mere fact that that in our society we are told to be reactionary and not wise and take a step back. So I would encourage everyone to, who's listening to this, one is don't put your faith ultimately in the United States government. Put your faith ultimately in the risen Jesus Christ the one who uh, who was born of a virgin, lived a perfect sinless life, who died on the cross for us, and three days later rose from the dead only uh, to ascend to the highest levels of heaven. He is the one whom you need to put your faith and trust into because government and people will always screw you over. They will always disappoint you in some way, shape, form, or kind. There are going to be some people in your life who are very reliable, but ultimately... People screw up every day. You're a screw up, I'm a screw up. That's just how the world works. That's why I say put your trust into Jesus, not into the United States government. The government can do many good things. The government is ultimately not the one you're going to call upon in the situation. Trust in Jesus. Put your faith in Jesus. And as the book of James says, if you're in that situation, don't just pray. Take action. If you can't get over there, Pray for them. Do whatever you can. I would I would never say that I should say because I know I said don't pray. Pray. Always pray for the situation. Always pray over the situation. And then do as you feel that the Lord is guiding you to do. As and and the final thoughts really fast here as I wrap this podcast episode up. When you're told to react to a politician or some other person that's doing something, don't just react unless you know the context of what the heck is going on. Don't do that. Pray for wisdom. Or even better yet, ask the other person what took place. Hey, Ted, you left for Cancun, um, uh, Mexico. You know, this. a lot of people are very upset. But I want to know your side of the story. What, What happened? Oh, well, this is what took place. I was trying to be a father to my children. They wanted to see their friends. I was going to go out there. I was going to come right back. Um, but, you know, I have to take care of my daughters as much as anything else. Okay. And then if he goes, in hindsight, probably not the best idea. Yeah, true. Probably not the best idea. But I understand why you did what you did. 
Think, could things have been done better? Probably. But honestly, I can understand that you're, first of all, you're human. And second of all, you know, you're being trying to be a daddy. I get you. So anyways, I hope what you learned out of this episode is where you put your faith and trust into and then not to just react the way the world just wants you to react, but to sit and think about it. So, I hope you all enjoyed it. hope you didn't think it was too much of a rant. And last but not least, remember John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whomever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So my brothers and sisters and my other um, my other friends who are not my friends who are not in Christ and my brothers and sisters who are in Christ, may God richly bless you all, my dearly beloved. Thank you.